You're listening to the Daily Dose of Grace. Hello guys, welcome back to the podcast. Hope you're having an amazing day, evening, night, whenever you listen to this. Hope your day is going great. So this is so funny because this is the second time that I have filmed this episode. So if you don't have me on Instagram, then you wouldn't have seen my post. But um, if you want to follow me on Instagram, it is Daily Dose of Grace Podcast. Um, on IG, yeah, Daily Dose of Grace Podcast on IG. Um, so go follow me there. But... Um, yeah so the first time i recorded this the devil was playing so like it kept my camera just kept randomly shutting down and then i couldn't replay like watch the the episode that i recorded and it was just such a mess so we're going again round two this is going to be uploaded so praise the lord because the devil works hard but god works harder so what we're going to be doing in this episode is we're going to go just through what God has taught me. Um, so if you want to get your Bibles, we're in Mark chapter 4. The Lord just really like opened my eyes to this and revealed it. Especially because like it's so funny because the Lord, he's a... <laughs> like you can read the same passage over and over and over about 5 billion times and get something new every single time. And this is what I got new. So I'm currently going through the book of Mark at the moment. And I don't know what it is about this book. I love it. I love this book so much. Um, one of my favorite out of the Gospels. Um, and then Matthew comes in a close second. But anyways. Um, yeah, so we're going to be in Matthew chapter 4. And it's just Jesus calms the storm. That story. Um, but yeah, this this was just so crazy. So I wanted to share with you guys. So let's pray before we start Um digging into the word so lord god i thank you for this episode i thank you for today that you've given us another day where we get to um just hear about you again and be in your presence lord i pray that um the listener will really get to experience you today and get to hear from you lord i pray you open their ears to hear you and their heart to receive you lord pray for this episode may be glorifying to you lord i just pray that you bless it and everything that um, you want me to say i say lord and everything that you don't want me to say that you and remove it from my mouth lord um yeah i just pray that it really um encourages and convicts the listener lord in any way that you deem necessary lord and i pray that they continue to walk in boldness um in that of for you lord so i pray in jesus name amen okay let's start oh yeah we'll be grateful for today i'm grateful for the weather because today is such a nice day today it looks so beautiful today i'm literally going to be outside like for an hour but you know it's better than nothing because i have to study but anyways so grateful for what are you grateful for for today and there's always something you can be grateful for things that you have things that you don't have things that you get to experience today like the sun things you don't get to experience um and yeah there's always something you can be grateful for for the lord okay let's read mark chapter 4 it's verse 35 to 41 so i'm going to be reading from the niv version um so let's read that day when evening came he said to his disciples let us go over to the other side leaving the crowd behind they took him along just as he was in the boat there were also other boats with him over the uh, um, a furious squall came up and the, the waves broke over the boat so that it was nearly swamped jesus was in the stern sleeping on a cushion 
the disciples woke him up and said to him, Teacher, don't you care if we drown? He got up, rebuked the wind, and said to the waves, Quiet, be still. Then the wind died down, and it was completely calm. He said to his disciples, Why are you so afraid? Do you still have no faith? They were terrified and asked each other, Who is this? Even the wind and waves obey him. Amen. So, I think what it's best if we go like line by line um, and just share what like the Lord really like ministered to me about it. Okay, so verse 35. That, that day, oh yeah, wait, context. Let's give some context. So Jesus is basically in chapter four at the beginning. He's this chapter four is basically like a parable chapter. So he's talking about all of these different parables. He talks. He's talking about the sower of the seed. He's talking about the light, the lamp on a on a on a stand. He's talking about the mustard seed. He's talking about um, what's the one? And the growing seed. Like he's he's giving the people parables, 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 parables after time. And basically, why he like um preached in parables is that he's trying to bring like a heavenly perspective into like an everyday worldly um, understanding like he's meeting us where we are which is what we should be doing when we're when we're talking about the gospel we need to meet people where they are he that's what jesus did he came down and he gave us these heavenly perspectives that we wouldn't understand unless the lord opens our eyes to understand and also gives us gives it in a way of um the everyday like lifestyle that we're living now so that's what he did here um, so he was teaching by the lake, which is also another like controversial thing because like he's not teaching in a synagogue and that's where like all of the teachers and the teachers of the law were and preaching, but here's Jesus preaching by a lake. So <laughs> I thought that was funny. Anyways, so yeah, that's the context of the, like the background where we're coming from. And then now that day when evening came, he says to the disciples, let us go over to the other side. So he's teaching by the lake, right? And then there's a lake the sea and then he wants to go to the other side which um is the other side of the lake and then the sea that they're actually at is the sea of galilee and what the sea of galilee is known from the commentary that i was reading is saying that it's very known for its storms so and the disciples also some of them were fishermen right so if you're a fisherman you you're out in the sea so you know how the whole storms work you know how to navigate that you know what to do what not to do right so just setting like some context into it as well. So he's Jesus is like, okay, let us go to the other side, right? So Jesus is like, let us do this. He's like, okay, let's go, bet, let's go, right? So if Jesus is saying that, that means that he's going to fulfill it. Okay, let that, let that sink in. Okay, so verse 36, he's like, leaving the crowd behind, they took him along just as he was in the boat. The disciples took Jesus just as he was. They didn't say bring anything extra. He didn't say leave this. Whatever Jesus had, whatever Jesus was wearing, whatever he didn't have, everything that he didn't have was left there. And he didn't go back for anything. He didn't go to get anything. Just as he was, they, they brought him, right? And that's exactly how we need to take Jesus as well. We need to take Jesus just as he is. We are not here to add anything onto him. We're not here to take away anything of him. Just as he presents himself, just as he says who he is, just as the qualities, the attributes, the characteristics of Jesus, we take it all in. You don't pick and choose what you want from Jesus. No, no, no. We're supposed to take him just as he is. Just the way that the disciples took him onto that boat. 
right? We need to start taking Jesus as he is. Because, guys, a lot of Christians, a lot of people who claim to be Christians, right? I don't know where your heart is at. I don't know where their heart is at. It's between them and God, you and God, right? I'm not here to judge um, if you're a Christian or not. That's something you need to take upon the Lord, right? But a lot of Christians are saying that, oh yeah, I'm professing the name of Jesus. I'm a Christian. I believe you have the whole Philippians 4 verse 13 in your bio because, you know, the typical verse that everybody seems to know. Um, that's not about strength, but actually is about suffering. Okay. Um, anyways, so um, a lot of people have the title Christian. We have the title Christian, but we're not having Christ in it. We're taking out the Christ and it's just in. You're just an in. I-A-N, an in. You're not Christian because you don't have Christ in it. You're taking the title, you're taking what you want, you're picking and choosing as if it's a candy store of what you want and what you don't want. When that is not biblical at all. What does Jesus say? If you love me, you will obey my commands. He doesn't say if you love me, you will choose what you want to follow and we'll be okay. He doesn't say, if you love me, then you get to um, claim my name and do what you want. He says, if you love me, you will obey my commands. And what does he say? Take up your cross and follow me daily. Leave your life behind. You're a new creation. The old is gone, the new has come. That is what a Christian is. We're supposed to lay down our lives, to want to see the fruit of the Lord, to see his kingdom come on earth. Let me, find, let me find some verses, right? Okay, let's talk about 2 Corinthians chapter 7, verse 1. So, therefore, this is Paul's being. Therefore, since we have these promises, so we know what the Lord has given us, right? All of these promises that he says that he will do, he will do. And since we have these promises, dear friends, let us purify ourselves from Everything that contaminates body and spirit, perfecting holiness out of reverence for God. Let us purify ourselves. Let us remove all of the 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 sin habits. Let us remove all of the ungodly um, values attributes out of us. That from every purifies ourselves from everything that contaminates body and spirit. So anything that contaminates your body. So if you want to hear more about that as well with my hair journey you should watch the um episode i did on my hair um and spirit what what's harming your spirit what what are you letting defile you and um, perfecting holiness out of reverence for god we are seen holy in the eyes of god because of jesus it's nothing about us it's all because of his grace what he gave us what he gives us because we uh, what he gives us even though we don't deserve it that is the whole gospel. We are not worthy to have a relationship with God. We're not worthy to be able to communicate with God. But because that he loves us so much, John chapter 3 verse 16, he loves us so much that he, let's, let's read that actually. Hold on. Um, that he he came, what was it? God loves the Lord. That he gave up his only one and son so that whoever believes him will not perish but have eternal life, right? Um, let's go. Verse 14. Just as Moses lifted up the snake in the wilderness, so that the Son of Man must be lifted up, that everyone who believes may have eternal life in him. You get eternal life 
through Jesus. For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son, that whoever believes in him shall not perish but have eternal life. Verse 17, for God did not send his world, his son into the world to condemn the world, but to save the world through him. Whoever believes in him is not condemned, but whoever does not believe stands condemned, condemned already because they have not believed in the name of, the, of God's one and only son. He came to the world to save us, not to condemn us. He came to give, give us the opportunity to have a relationship with him. We have the choice. You have the choice today to decide if you want to give your life to Jesus or not. So, sorry. Why was I saying that? <laughs> um, yeah, so he's accept Jesus just as he is. You need to accept him that he is true, that he is Lord. And um, believe that. Believe that everything that he says, he will do and he will fulfill, right? Um, and take him as he is. Stop adding. Stop taking away. Stop being legalistic. Stop being um, picky. We're supposed to take everything that he is, what he says as truth, and believe it. Yes, you may struggle with it. And that's okay. Bring it to the Lord and tell him, Lord, I can't. With this, I can't. I'm struggling, God. Help me to see it the way that you see it. Help me to believe this, Lord. Anyways, sorry. Little, little, little tangent. Um, okay, so then he says, and it goes on verse 37. A furious squall came up and the waves broke over the boat so that it was nearly swamped. Jesus was in the stern, sleeping on a cushion. I love that verse. I love that verse. Like, here, like, let's paint the picture, right? We're on a boat, right? Like, waves. And all of a sudden, it's really loud. And you hear the wind. You hear the waves. You hear the disciples shouting. James, Peter, Right? And then in the back, Jesus is there sleeping. He's just sitting there, I mean, lying there sleeping. So, like, can you imagine how much peace you need to have to be able to just sleep through a storm like that? I mean, it's a storm that is really, really bad because, how do you know this? Because the disciples go and wake Jesus up. If it was a calm, smooth storm, there's no such thing, but if it was like a, like a little storm, don't you think the disciples would be able to just like carry on with life, get to the other side without having to bother Jesus? Again, they're fishermen. They're used to this. This is their vocation. This is, this is their, their, their land that they're used to. Why do you think they, if, if it was so calm, they wouldn't have woke Jesus up? So the fact that it's so, it's such a storm, a stormy night, right? And Jesus is just there sleeping. Think about the amount of peace that this guy has. Like, Lord, give me this peace that transcends all understanding. I want this peace. I want to sleep during a storm. I want to sleep during a storm like this. When the storms of life come to us, are we peaceful like Jesus or are we like the disciples? Are we sleeping and be like, you know, God's got it. Let me just go continue obeying him and trusting him. Or are we like, oh, I need to do this. I need to do that. Oh, I can't do this. I can't do that. Jesus, don't you care if we drown? Don't you care that I'm struggling? 
What are we like? Which, which, I want to be like Jesus. I want to be peaceful. I want to be like, you know what? God's got me. I don't have to worry. I don't have to stress. I don't have to worry. Let me just keep obeying him because he'll get me exactly where he needs me to get me. He told me that he asked me, let us go to the other side. I said, yes, Lord, here I am. Send me. So I will believe that he will get me to the other side. And also, what I really liked from this is, um, so Jesus was in the stern, sleeping on the cushion, verse 38, and then it says, the disciples woke him up and said to him, so, during this whole entire storm, the winds didn't wake him up, the waves didn't wake him up, the shouting of the disciples to each other didn't wake him up, but it's when the disciples came to him and said, teacher, he woke up. And that's also so how he is so attentive to our voice. I need to go get my washing. One second. We got the washing. Let's go back to where we were. Um, so yeah, the Lord is really attentive to our voice. Um, he hears us when we call out to him. He says it. He says that he hears our cries. He hears um, when we call out to him. He's close to the brokenhearted. All this is scripture, and this is what he says he he does, and he follows true with that. He is true to his word. He sticks to his word. What he says he will do, and this is the prime example of how when we cry out to him, even in our unbelief, even in our unbelief, like look what. The disciple said, teacher, don't you care if we drown? What did Jesus say? Let us go over to the other side. He didn't say, let us go on the boat through the lake and drown in the center of it. He didn't say, let us go to the other side of the lake, but I'm going to leave you in the middle of the lake so you can drown and then I will go off. He didn't say, let us go to the other side of the lake. Actually, no, we're not going to go to the side of the lake. We're going to go to heaven. No, he says, let us go to the other side, full stop. In the midst of the storm, you forget what Jesus said. He said that let us go over to the other side. And he said, mm, okay, bet. That means he's going to get you from one side to the other. But in the midst of the storm, you forget that he, that's what he said. And you're, wait, hold up, Jesus, what's going on here? Didn't you say... Like, why, why do you want us to drown? Hello? Don't you care if we drown? Isn't that so crazy? Don't you care? How often times do we ask Jesus that? The Lord, like, Lord, don't you care? Don't you care that I'm suffering right now? Don't you care that they, don't, that they hate me right now? Don't you care that I'm alone right now? And what did Jesus do? He got up. He rebuked the wind and said to the waves, quiet, be still. And then the wind died down and it was completely calm. He said to his disciples, why are you so afraid? Do you still have no faith? Wow. Wow. First thing he did is that he dealt with the problem first. He quieted down the wind. He rebuked the wind and then he quieted the waves. And in the Amplified Version, 
it says and it was no was it the message version it says um oh yeah and the amplified version it says um and the wind died down as if it grown weary and there was at once a great calm a perfect peacefulness isn't that like a beautiful like imagery like you're going through all of this all of that all of these winds waves storm whoosh whoosh making all this noise and she says quiet be still and a perfect peacefulness there's no more chaos no more screams no more shouts and with a small whisper you can hear there's no sound and that's exactly what Jesus did completely calm and in the message version it says the wind ran out of breath the seed became smooth as glass isn't that like so such an interesting way to put it like the the, the sea became smooth as glass so like smooth there's no ripples no small waves nothing just stillness calmness a perfect peacefulness think about that when you're in the midst of a storm when life is really hitting you hard there's so much to do there's so much to see there's so much you need to get done there's so much things that responsibilities that you have and you just cry out to god and the peace that transcends all understanding guards your mind and inside of your mind even though there's so many still things happening there's peace and that's what Jesus offers us because he's the prince of peace he's the prince of peace is this in philippians um hold on i think it's philippians Ephesians, Philippians, um, is it tree? I can't remember. See, guys, this is why we need to memorize our Bible verses. Yes, um, Philippians chapter four, verse six. I'm going to read the whole thing because I think it's, it's beautiful. Rejo from verse 4. Rejoice in the Lord always. I say it again. Rejoice. Let your gentleness be evident to all. The Lord is near. Do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your request to God. And the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Amen. Do not be anxious about anything, but pray about everything. And with petition and prayer and petition with thanksgiving, present your request to God. And the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Because the Lord does not give us a spirit of fear, but of love, power, and sound mind. And that's what he offers us. So let's believe that is what he says he will give us. Take Jesus as he is. Um, yeah. And then they were terrified. Verse 41. Who is this? Even the winds and waves obey him. I think that's so funny. <laughs> it makes me laugh all the time. I don't know why. But 
I think that's just so beautiful. What a beautiful story that has so much captured within it. And um, it's just so evident to see how, like, God, Jesus' characteristics are just evident and, like, portrayed in this. Also, I want to, like, speak on the storm as well. So, in one of the commentaries I was reading, it was like, Jonah ended up in a storm because of disobedience. The disciples ended up in a storm because of obedience. So some of the storms that you actually face in life isn't because you're disobedient. It's because of your obedience. Some of the things that we pray for, um, this is exactly how the Lord is going to answer your prayer. Let me talk about two, two, two scenarios, right? So the first scenario is, is I was praying because I realized that the Lord was really showing me how like prideful I was getting and um, legalistic I was getting as well in certain things. And I was like, Lord, humble me. <laughs> Make me um, see things like you. Let me have compassion. Let me not be so legalistic. Let me not be so proudful of myself and so self-centered. And that's what he did. You know what he did? He showed me my sinful self. He showed me that I fail every single day. And wow, I was I was so like overwhelmed with my sinfulness. I was like, wow, okay, God, I get it. <laughs> I can't be prideful. He really showed me how like sinful I am and how much I need him, how much I need him. And wow, I was like, thank you, Lord. And he humbled me like that. He humbled me like that. <laughs> Ask and you shall receive. See, I ended up in that in that storm. That could have been a really bad storm, guys. That could have been a really bad storm because I would have been so caught up in my own mind, so caught up in my doubtfulness, being like, oh, I'm so this, I'm so that, I'm so this, I'm so that. Why am I like this? Why am I like that? Why does Jesus love me? Uh, you know, like, it, it tumbles. It tumbles. Once doubt gets in, once once it gets a foothold of that, it the door just opens so wide. It just opened so wide. And I was like, Lord, okay, I see. I see. I'm so sinful. And I thank you for your grace and your love and that your mercies are new every morning. And that you've forgiven me and that you love me and you love me because you love me. And that I'm fully known and I'm fully loved. Even though I am all of these things. Even though I don't see my sinfulness every single day. But when you show me, I'm so overwhelmed by guilt and shame. Lord, I thank you that you are the one who removes it from me. Because there is no condemnation for those who are found in Christ Jesus and I thank you for that Lord the peace that transcends all understanding will guard your heart and mind in Christ Jesus that's the storm that I was in but straight away focus back on Christ focus back on Christ keep your eyes lifted on him because he's the one who will carry you through the darkest valley it will carry you through your circumstances. All you have to do is fix your eyes on Jesus and he will allow you to walk on the water. Another situation was with my brother, actually. So he was like, what did he pray for? Um, you know, he prayed for um, self-control. Was it self-control or anger? Either self-control or anger. I think they're both kind of similar as well. So he was like praying like, Lord, help me with my anger. Um, give me more self-control. And you know what he did? The Lord gave him a situation where he had to do it. <laughs> he gave him a situation where he had to, he had to use the, 
the the strength of the Lord to be able to be slow to anger and quick to listen and to have the fruit of the spirit of self-control. And even though, um, I can't remember, but even if he, um, if he didn't, if he was quick to anger and he wasn't having any self-control, right? Straight away, he's able to see, whoa, okay, I can't do it on my own. I need Jesus. I need Jesus to give me that self-control. I need Jesus to help me, to give me the strength so that I can overcome my, my anger and become more self, self, to have more self-control and to be less, less quick, be quicker to listen and slower to anger. I need Jesus. And that just shows that, first of all, how much we need Jesus, how we are so dependent on him, that we can't do anything without him. And number two, how like how sinful we are and how much we need him. And just by the power that he gives us, by the strength that he gives us, that we're, over, we're able to overcome these things, that we're able to be quick to listen, be slow to anger, to have self-control, to be humbled, to not be prideful, to not be self-centered. All of this is by the grace of God and by the strength that the Lord gives us. So yeah, even though you're in this, this storm, it actually may be because of the prayer that you're asking. <laughs> You're asking God to refine you and this is how he'll do it. Like it says in James chapter 1, let us have joy. Consider it. Consider all joy. Consider Guys. Hebrews and James, here we go. Consider it pure joy, my brothers and sisters, whenever you face trials of many kinds, because you know the testing of your faith produces perseverance and that perseverance, perseverance finish its work so that you may mature and complete, not lacking anything. If you lack wisdom, ask God and he will generously give it to you. Guys, if you want more wisdom, ask God and he'll give it to you because that's what he says he'll do. Consider it pure joy, my friends, when we when we face any trials, when we're in the storm. Consider it pure joy, my friends, because he's producing perseverance in you that will let you continue the race so you're not lacking in anything. That's what he says in his word, and that's what he will do. So my friends, I hope this was encouraging for you. I pray that the Lord really ministered into you and spoke to you, just the way that he's spoken to me. Even when I was speaking, I was like, this is not words of me. This is not me. This is all God. Because I was like, wow, God, okay. Give me that peace. <laughs> give me, wow, well, I was going to say, give me more trials. I mean, <laughs> Lord, give me more trials. But, um, honestly guys like this is so beautiful this is just how we can really see how we need jesus how strong jesus is and that we are so dependent on him and be because of these trials because of these tempta um, temptations because of these storms we're able to become more dependent on him and we know and we are so sure in our minds that we can't do anything without jesus because we weren't able to do anything without jesus before so how can we do it now you know so yeah, I feel that this was so encouraging to you. I really enjoyed doing this episode. See, the devil works hard, but the Lord works harder. And I'm thankful that he's able to get this episode out to you. So yeah, I hope you have an amazing day when you listen to this. And I hope the rest of your week goes great. And remember that you're fully known and fully loved by the Lord. So I hope you enjoyed this episode. Bye, friends. <laughs>